What's going on, everybody? This is the Instant Reaction Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera here with you, and unfortunately, it is not a happy recap. Saints get the victory over the 49ers 27-13, and man, the 49ers had every opportunity to win this game, and they wouldn't do it. They flat-out refused. Multiple chances multiple opportunities for the 49ers to take control or regain control, and every single time, they fell on their face. Even with all the guys hurt, even with lackluster play by the guys that were in there, the Saints were giving them so many chances. And the 49ers just kept saying, no, 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 no. 49ers had four turnovers in the game. Two Nick Mullins interceptions and two muffed punts. Basically, the only time the Saints scored a touchdown in this game was when the 49ers set him up to score a touchdown and served it to him on a friggin' platter. It was so frustrating. The Saints scored three touchdowns on the day. Here they were. First one came after the muff punt. Four plays, 21 yards. The second one came after the 49ers turned it over on downs. That drive was six plays, 57 yards. And the third one was three plays for 22 yards. That's how the Saints scored. The 49ers defense played great in this game. They were great. They were shutting everything down. They knocked Drew Brees out of the game. Didn't matter because the offense and the special teams puked on their shoes. And it started so well for the 49ers. They dominated the first quarter of this game. They come right out of the gates. They get the ball first. They have a drive that lasts more than seven minutes. They go all the way down the field, and they stick it in the end zone to Brandon Ayuk. Awesome. Couldn't have a better first drive, and that's exactly what I said on Friday. Start fast. Show your defense that you're there for them, that you're going to stand up for them and make it a game, and that's exactly what they did early, and it was great. Saints get the ball. They go three and out. Awesome. Niners get stopped on their possession, but they punt. And the Saints muff the punt, and the 49ers get it back. And that was the second thing I said on Friday. You have to get turnovers and steal possessions. I specifically mentioned a muff punt, and the 49ers did it. Awesome. Great job. I would have loved if they stuck it in the end zone there. There's another missed opportunity. But they at least got a field goal. They at least made it a two-score game. They were dominating. They ran 22 plays in the first quarter. The Saints ran three. They had the ball for over 13 minutes. Nine first downs. It was like if you scripted how the game could go for the 49ers, you couldn't have written it any better. What happens after the field goal? The 49ers immediately hand over momentum right back to the Saints. They allow a 75-yard kick return, setting the Saints up at the 49ers' 25-yard line. What happens? The defense rises up for the first of many times and holds the Saints to a field goal. Awesome. Great job, defense. 49ers get the ball back, right? It's 10 to 3. They're driving down the field. They get to the 47 yard line. What happens? Fourth and one. What did I say to do on Friday? Go for it. What did Kyle do? Punted. Couldn't wait to get the punter. Couldn't wait to get Mitch Wisnowski on the field. Punts it. What happens? Touchback. Yay. That's the first screw up on the day. Well, not the first, but. The first time they didn't listen to me that resulted in a screw-up, let's say that. But the 49ers stop the Saints. They get a punt. Awesome. What happens on the punt? 
I don't know why, for some reason, Trent Taylor decides not to catch it, and it bounces off a 49er Saints recover. Four plays later, they score a touchdown. Now, I will say the 49ers defense got absolutely screwed. It was second and 10 at the 21-yard line. Drew Brees gets sacked by Contavious Street. Picture-perfect sack. He hits Brees, and as he's going down, Street even turns on his side so that all of his body weight doesn't land on the quarterback because he's trying not to get a penalty. Doesn't matter. Drew Brees gets up. He's hurt. He winces a little bit. The official sees that. He throws the flag. Bam. Penalty. Extends the drive. The Saints end up getting a touchdown. But even then, okay, it's 10-10. 49ers get the ball back, drive down the field. Awesome. Doing great. They end up fourth and one at the 41-yard line. I am screaming go for it to Kyle Shannon. And he does go for it. Awesome. What happens? He runs a stupid play to Jarek McKinnon out of the shotgun and loses two yards. Why, if you're going to run the ball on fourth down and you're going to run it up the middle when you need one yard, are you running out of the shotgun? What the hell are you doing? Kyle Shanahan sucks in short yardage. He sucks in short yardage plays in the middle of the field, and he sucks going for two. Short yardage, I don't know what it is with him. I guess there's not enough room for his genius. He can't do it. He's consistently bad at it. And it's maddening. And I don't know if he doesn't go for it because he doesn't. He knows he's bad at it. And so he figures, screw it, we're not going to get it anyway. I don't know what the reason is. But in today's NFL, you have to be able to go for it and get it and convert fourth downs. You have to steal possessions from the other team. Especially when you're the underdog and you're on the road. That was a crusher. Six plays later, the Saints were in the end zone again. 17-10. And that's what it was at halftime. So you had a 10-point lead, it totally evaporated because of your screwed-up play calling and your screwed-up special teams. Then at halftime, everything changes. The whole outlook of the game changed. At halftime, I said the game was over because I didn't see the 49ers going to be able to stop Drew Brees, and I didn't see the offense really being able to do much of anything because outside of the first couple drives, they really didn't. But then it's halftime. And all of a sudden, I see number two running out onto the field to play quarterback for the Saints. And I'm like, holy sh**, that's Jameis Winston. We're not out of this game at all. Jameis Winston could throw it to us at any play. This was great. The whole game changed when I saw him jogging in. I was like, the 49ers have a shot. And boom, right out of the gates, they stop the Saints, four plays and out. Bam. They get the ball back. They're driving down the field. Ayuk's catching passes. Jeremy Reed's catching passes. McKinnon, no, just kidding. Jarek McKinnon didn't do a damn thing. But the Niners are moving the ball down the field. What happens? Penalty. Block above the waist. Brunskill. Ugh. Sets the Niners back 10 yards. It was first and 20 at the 40. Niners get it to third and 12 at the 32. A simple running play will get them in position to kick a field goal and get them in position to you know, get a little bit closer on the Saints. And what happens? Nick freaking Mullins happens, and he throws a pick. And here's where I'm going in on Mullins now. And I know he's not good, but I am so sick and tired of people talking about how well Nick Mullins knows Kyle Shanahan's system. If he knows the system so well, how come he throws interceptions so damn often? I'm tired of hearing that crap line about Nick Mullins. He's not any good. He was undrafted for a reason. He's not any 
good. And I was on the Mullins train. Hey, keep him around as a backup for next season. Not anymore, man. I'm done. The 49ers, as far as I'm concerned, need three new quarterbacks next year. It's consistent with Mullins. His interceptions are backbreaking. The whole team is balling out, playing their hearts out, and you're just giving it away again and again and again. They go back and forth. The Saints actually get a little bit of momentum. Jameis Winston brings them down. They're threatening inside the red zone, and the defense rises up like crazy. Givens is getting sacks. They're getting pressure on every single play. I don't know what happened on that one possession, but the defense said, we're not losing this game right here, and they hold the Saints to a field goal. So it's 20-10. to 10. It's, you know, a 10-point game, a two-score game, but not impossible. 49ers get the ball back after the field goal. They go six plays, zero yards. But they did take two minutes and ten seconds off the clock, so yay. Saints get the ball back. Niners stop them. They punt it, and what happens? Richie James. Muffs it. Saints recover. And for everybody saying that Richie James needs to play more, this is the answer. This is the reason why Richie James doesn't play more. Kyle Shanahan hates this. He cannot tolerate punt returners that can't catch the ball. If you don't block and you can't protect the ball, you're not playing in Kyle Shanahan's system. That's it. Doesn't matter that Richie James is a decent receiver. When you can't do your job, you don't get to play. And after that, it was over. I mean, the Saints offense in the second half basically went to Taysom Hill running from the quarterback position. That's all they did. They were terrified to let Jameis Winston throw the ball in the second half of this game. So they just had Taysom run it. And he fumbled. And the 49ers drove down the field again. Now, it wouldn't have mattered because I think the game was out of reach by this point. But they did have a chance to make it a one-score game. They drove all the way down the field again. And guess what happened? Nick Mullins happened. He threw an interception trying to throw to Bourne in the left corner of the end zone, and shocker, your weak-ass arm didn't have enough on it, and the ball gets picked off. So there it was. That was the story of this one. Missed opportunities. Two interceptions, two muff punts, two chances on fourth down to steal a possession. They chose not to do it on one, and they screwed up the second one. Oh, and by the way, before the second muff punt, Jimmy Ward had a golden opportunity, and I mean golden opportunity on an interception from Jameis Winston because of course Jameis cannot get into the game without throwing an interception or at least doing everything he can to throw one and the ball hits Ward right in the hands right in the freaking hands and he drops it and it would have basically been in Saints territory it would have set the Niners up it would have potentially given them a chance to maybe get back in it and of course Ward doesn't catch it because what did I say on Friday about the 49ers safeties they don't make big plays They don't allow big plays, and they don't make them. And there it was again. Although at least I will say, I was happy to see Tarverius Moore start at safety in this game. At least we saw that. At least we got that. It's maddening. It is crazy. You know, I go into these games thinking, ah, they're going to get killed. Don't get your hopes up. It's going to, you know, just try to enjoy the day. And then the 49ers are in it. You know, they do just enough. Just enough to let you think that maybe, maybe they could pull it off. And they rip your heart out. At least the Packers and Seahawks games, it was like, hey, we figured we were going to get killed. We got killed. Okay. This game was right there, man. I mean, you knocked the starting quarterback out at the end of the first half. That game is yours for the taking. It's right there. You can step up and do it. If the 49ers had put any pressure on the Saints' offense in the second half, 
I think they probably fold because I think Jameis throws more picks. But they didn't have to. They could just sort of sit back and run the ball and run the clock down. But alas, the 2020 season just continues. Oh, and uh, Jermichael Hasty broke his collarbone, so he's out for the rest of the year too. So now the 49ers running backs are Jarek McKinnon and a bag of balls, apparently. Austin Walter was one of the 49ers running backs today. <sighs> okay. That was my venting. There'll be more later when we get into the postgame stuff, but that, let's just try and look at some positives now because there were a couple of good things. One of the things I said on Friday was that I was worried that the Niners would not take away Michael Thomas because Robert Sala usually doesn't tailor his game plan to do that. Well, they absolutely did it today because Thomas had two catches for 27 yards. Now, granted, I think some of that was because of the second half game plan for the Saints went ultra conservative because they were worried about Jameis. But still, Thomas was a non-factor. And that's a huge kudos to the Niners defense. That's an awesome job. The defense today on the whole, as I said, the whole defense was great. They got way more pass rush against a good offensive line. The Saints had a good offensive line. And they were pressuring whoever was back there at quarterback. Alvin Kamara had eight rushes for 15 yards. Now, he also had seven catches for 83 yards. So, you know, they didn't exactly contain him. But on the ground, the Saints didn't run the ball exceptionally well. They kind of ended up with some good-looking numbers, but they were just running at every play in the second half. So I want to give the defense their proper love. They absolutely deserve it. If this team had any, any real consistent pass rushers, they probably would have at least a couple more wins this season. Another positive for the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk. The kid looks good, man. He looks really good. He looks special. He made some diving plays. He's good after the catches we've seen. He's got good wiggle. He can get open even in short spaces. We saw on his first touchdown. It's He just looks so athletic. It looks so easy for him. He can make plays, man. I think he is already the number one wide receiver. And I have to admit, I ripped him for it earlier this year when Levin said that he was already better than Debo and that he was the number one wide receiver. He is. He doesn't just look like the 49ers' number one wide receiver. He looks like a legit number one wide receiver in the league. Seven catches, 75 yards, like I said, and the touchdown. He was targeted 14 times today, which I absolutely love. Look, he was the only weapon you had out there, really. Target him. Why not? Feed him the ball. On the first touchdown drive, he had three catches for 30 yards. He didn't have as much success on the jet sweeps. Uh, That was actually something the Saints stopped pretty much all day today. The Niners tried it a couple of times, and they were the the first time, really, that they haven't been able to pull that off. So maybe teams are starting to catch on. It only took a year and a half. But other than that, I mean, Ayuk really flashed today. And unfortunately, that's it. Those are the positives from today. I wish I had more. Honestly, I really do. Jordan Reed played pretty well. He had one amazing catch where he basically scooped the ball off the turf while on the run. That was one of the plays that set up the fourth and ones that we already talked about. But that's it pretty much for the positive. So why don't we take a break? And then when we come back, I'll look at some of the postgame quotes and react to that. And then we'll get out of here. We're back here on the 49ers Instant Reaction Podcast. And I, I have some instant reactions because I'm reading some Nick Mullins quotes and I'm already getting pissed off. Mullins, quote, I'm frustrated by the loss. I feel like we could have done some special things out there. Yeah, you could have, except you kept f***ing it up. You're the reason they didn't do the special things, Nick. You. You keep turning it over at the worst possible times. Crushing turnovers. You're frustrated? Oh, you have no idea, buddy. 
The quarterback play for the 49ers this season has been maddening. Maddening. Do people realize? I mean, most people don't watch the All-22 game film, so maybe they don't know. But look, I do, right? This is, this is my job. Of course I do. There are guys that are open. There were guys in this game open. C.J. Beathard had Richie James open. They put in Beathard to do one thing, throw the ball deep. Richie James gets wide open deep, and Beathard underthrows him. Like, there are guys open and so many plays to be made and so many plays that have been missed or underthrown or ruined by the bad quarterbacking on this team. It's unbelievable. The only good thing that's going to come out of this year, the only good thing is the fact that there is no question that the 49ers need to go quarterback shopping. There's no pretense of maybe we stick with it. No, no. It's all hot in the open now. That's it. We don't have one, and we need one. Nick Mullins frustrated by the loss. Kyle Shanahan said, One of the bright spots of the game was how hard the guys were fighting their asses off. But there are no moral victories. Well, you're right about that, Kyle. You're now 4-6 and six on the year. And you got a bye week. You got to sit with this one for a whole extra week before you play a Rams team that just handled the Seahawks pretty handily. Now, hopefully Mostert and Debo are back for that Rams game, and that's a game the 49ers can win. I can't believe I'm saying it, but they seem to be able to play the Rams pretty well. If they do the same game plan they did in the first time against the Rams, which they could because Jimmy Garoppolo didn't do a damn thing in the game, they could win that game. But it would have been nice to win this one going into the bye and just have a nice, good feeling for two weeks. Now... Not. The only thing I will say is that the 49ers did keep pace with the other teams ahead of them in the current draft order, which I guess is good if you're into that sort of thing. The Jags lost. They played the Packers tough, but ultimately they lost. Washington, I mean, Alex Smith played his ass off. Had a career-high passing yardage day. They lost late to the Lions, so they still need a quarterback. The Carolina Panthers lost. The Giants actually beat the Eagles, so that helps the 49ers. So if you're already counting the days to the draft, today wasn't the worst day for the Niners. I just saw this tweet from Grant Cohn. Oh, the 49ers will make noise in the second half after the bye. Will they? Are we sure? Because here's the thing. We say, oh, Mostert will be back. Oh, Sherman will be back. We don't know. Everybody's been getting hurt all year. Trent Williams said after the game today, it's been a revolving door at every position. And that's true. There it is. You're never at full strength other than week one. And to be honest, the Niners weren't even at full strength in week one because Debo was out. Like You never have all your guys back and healthy. You have to be able to win without them. And the 49ers haven't done that this year. And that's how you get to be four and six. And thank God for those two games against the New York teams. Although, if we didn't have to play in that crap stadium, maybe we'd have Nick Bosa still, so maybe I should take that back. So that's what the 49ers are going to be this year. They're going to be a team that could beat anybody, that could lose to anybody, and chances are they probably will lose to anybody. But they might not. And that that glimmer of hope, that's there, right? Like when you're golfing and you've had a crap day and you're terrible and you want to just walk off the course, and then it's the last hole and you hit your second shot and all of a sudden, beautiful. You don't even feel the ball come off the club face. Flies up in the air nice and high. Wham! Settles down right on the green like 10-15 feet from the pin. And you're like, man, can we play another nine? Like, I got it now. 
you just always have that glimmer of hope, right, that keeps you coming back. And I think that's what the Niners are this year. There's always going to be a reason to come to the TV, and there's always going to be a reason where they rip your guts out at the end. Oh, today hurts. People are going to look at the final score and say that, you know, the Saints cruised and everything's fine. No, man. The Niners were there. They could have had it. You know, if any one of these injuries, they all happen at the same time, it feels like, right? I feel like if they were just a little more staggered, the 49ers could have cobbled it together this year. But they've just been overlapping and crushing so many at the same time. But you know that already. That's where we are. That's where we've been. Hopefully the 49ers make noise in the second half. Look, again, I said it on Friday. I'd like to see it. I'm tired of rooting for my teams to lose just so they could get a high draft pick, which guarantees nothing. Nothing. They got a bye week coming up. Hopefully they get a little bit healthier. And, you know, hopefully they can throw a wrench into some NFC playoff plans down the second part of the season after the bye. Who knows? Hopefully they can. If they could just coalesce a little bit more, they'd be able to steal some of these games. And we saw today, the missed opportunities have haunted this team all year long. Interceptions, dropped interceptions, muffed punts, overthrows. It's been the story of 2020. Everything was there for them, and they just couldn't grab the brass ring. (sighs) So that's it. Take some deep breaths. Try and relax. Get away from football for a little bit on the bye week. But... Don't get away from the Niners Nation Podcast Network, of course. we got some really cool things lined up for you on the bye week, just some bigger picture stuff that you really don't have an opportunity to do when there's an opponent coming up every single week. Stick with us. I promise we'll keep you interested. If this is your first Niners Nation Podcast, thank you. Please rate, review, and subscribe. you get this show. you get all our great shows. We have different shows for you every single day of the week. And by the way, if you are already subscribed, thank you. And maybe mention to a friend of yours, hey, check out the Niners Nation podcast. They're pretty good. That goes a long way for us as well. That's going to do it for this Instant Reaction podcast. I'm Rob Stats-Guerrera. Enjoy the Sunday night football game, the rest of it. Enjoy Monday night football. And we'll be back. Niner Nate will be back, I'm sure, conducting the 49ers hype train on Tuesday.